I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, that concludes today's press conference brought to you by Governor Gary Herbert, by Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox, who, as you know, heads up the COVID-19 task force here in the state of Utah, and finally by state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. Let's you and I uh, hang out together for the next few minutes and talk about what has been announced. There is a long list of things that we have learned over the past hour, uh, absolutely stunning stuff. We here in the state of Utah, first and foremost, have reason to celebrate. Everything that we have learned here today is a testament to the discipline and the hard work and the patience and perseverance through which you and I have passed over uh, the last month or so. Now, with that said, that is not to say uh, that our job is done. We still have a ways to go yet, but we are making progress. Quite literally, we are making progress. The announcement today from Governor Herbert is that we are moving from one risk category to another. We have, for the past six weeks or so, been at the highest of alerts, the highest of uh, levels, red. And he has announced today that in consultation with state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn, other medical professionals, other members of the COVID-19 task force, that we are now able to take a step backwards to move down the scale a bit into the orange category. Now, what does that mean? It means that the risk is no longer high, uh, but moderate. But, a lot of buts here as we uh, walk through some of these announcements today. Uh, We have moved in as a state to the orange category, a moderate risk. While that is true, the alert level remains high and red for those with underlying medical conditions. And the governor uh, listed a long list of those. You have heard those shared by uh, countless medical professionals around the country over the past number of weeks. If you are elderly, over 60, 65 years old, if you uh, suffer from obesity, if you have COPD, any of those uh, issues that are associated with a, a higher risk of complications associated with the coronavirus, comorbidities they call them, then the risk level remains high. It remains red. All right? And this is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. There are countless individuals throughout our state and the nation who have suffered from unemployment. The, the, uh, the employment rate or the unemployment rate is higher than it has been in as, as long as I can remember, certainly uh, as long as I've been working in this news business, I've never seen anything like this. And for the first time it, during the course of this coronavirus, we are seeing a step towards a return to normalcy. What do I mean? Well, Governor Herbert in that press conference announced that restaurants, that the dining areas of restaurants are able to now reopen. Now, I said there were a lot of asterisks and a lot of butts here. Uh, So while I say that, the governor has announced the reopening of restaurant dining rooms, but they must, they must, uh, in order to do that, comply with certain uh, criteria. Number one, uh, they need to screen their employees. Uh, What do I mean? Uh, That's taking temperature. Uh, There will certainly be suggested questionnaires which ask about symptoms and such like that. 
The employees will, of course, be encouraged to wear masks. I have seen some suggestions which include disposable menus. So instead of the the menu wrapped in plastic that gets wiped down between uses, you may just get a computer printout that gets tossed out uh, after you've placed your order. Uh, And then there's this other issue that relates to the reopening of dine-in services at restaurants, and it has to do with the customers. Now, uh, first and foremost, it it seems uh, obvious and common sense, and I think we would all agree that the social distancing, the six feet between customers, patrons, uh, is very, very wise. Now, this next part is kind of interesting. I did not predict this being one of the recommendations uh, shared by the governor today. Uh, He said that it may be in the best interest of of health and for the reopening of these restaurant dining rooms for the customers themselves to be screened, either with one of those temporal scanners to take a temperature or maybe it's a questionnaire of sorts where you are asked about any symptoms you may have experienced recently uh, and that that will be what either allows you to enter or uh, remain outside and take advantage of the, the curbside or the pickup or the delivery options, which have become pretty much the norm for us over the past little while. And that's very interesting. Now, what else? Uh, Gymnasiums and salons. But they must uh, adhere to certain uh, criteria, certain recommendations. And they will likely be uh, reopened. I I should point out that this change from red to orange, from this change uh, from the high level of alert to now moderate, uh, that will take effect on Friday, uh, May 1st. That is when uh, we will start to see these changes. The governor uh, took great pains to reiterate over and over that while we are taking steps in this direction, we need to be ever, ever, ever present. Uh, or we need to keep in our minds ever-present the, the reality and the thought that we are not through this quite yet. We need to be deliberate and slow and methodical and patient as, as we take these next steps forward. Okay, uh, You and I here in Utah are, uh, if I'm honest, we are doing better than most anywhere else in the world. Okay, And that has come uh, because of the discipline we have exercised thus far. All right, Now is a pivotal time. It's a pivotal point in this whole process. We need to make sure that our behavior today leaves us on the good trajectory on which we have found ourselves thus far. Last point. Uh, from last point on the move from red to orange, uh, it talks about groups of 20. Uh, it, we have for a while heard that, uh, you know, you, before, before the, the stay safe, stay home stuff went in place, uh, the, the recommendation was that we limit our gatherings to groups of 10 or under. Remember that? It feels like an eternity ago. Uh, well, uh, what's in place now is 20. We, we must uh, limit our uh, social gatherings to groups under 20, uh, while still, though, maintaining the the advice that we limit our travel uh, to the most necessary uh, of of jaunts. So we'll probably have to get some more clarification on the gatherings here, uh, and that'll come uh, in the days here leading up to Friday when the official change is made from red to orange. We'll certainly get some clarity on that. In the meantime, though, today, uh, what, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, please understand that, uh, that everything remains in place. It is stay safe, stay home, save lives. Uh, and all of the all of yesterday's precautions are still in place. Uh, this, these new announcements uh, they don't take place or they don't take effect rather until Friday, May first. All right, uh, pretty big day. Now, what else was announced? The lieutenant governor, as you know, Spencer Cox, he has been assigned by the governor to be the head of the COVID nineteen task force. 
Uh, that's a pretty lofty title, and he has done much uh, in that capacity. And today, it was his responsibility to announce uh, to the, the media and to you here on the radio uh, a new program dealing with uh, masks here in the state of Utah. Let me pull up the website here. As soon as uh, as soon as I heard about this program, I went to the coronavirus.utah.gov website. And in fact, that's where the lieutenant governor invites you to visit if, if uh, well, first off, go there for any of the coronavirus information uh, you might be curious about. They have case count information. That's the stuff shared with us each day by Dr. Dunn. Uh, it has, uh, if you are a small business or a business of any sort and you're looking for some relief, uh, there is access to information there. And then today, there has been an addition made to the coronavirus website, and it has to do uh, with a new program put in place dealing with masks. The request by the governor is that here in the state of Utah, we all wear masks. Very simply. You've heard that from the, the CDC on the federal level, that recommendation. Well, that recommendation is now being echoed by, uh, by Governor Gary Herbert. And the, the details of that program, uh, a public-private partnership, all of it funded uh, with money from the CARES Act, will make masks available to you. If you need a mask, you go to coronavirus. If you can't afford one and you can't make one, go to coronavirus.utah.gov. And there is a program there, very simple. You fill out your name, uh, your mailing address, and bing, you got uh, a mask coming in the mail to you. There are some uh, stipulations there. They will only send one shipment per household. So uh, take stock, see everyone living under your roof. Uh, if you uh, are going to need to get a few masks for all the folks in your, in your home, you got one shot at placing that order. So coronavirus.utah.gov is where you can go. There are some 2 million masks going to be available. Uh, the lieutenant governor listed a, a long list of companies that are aiding in the production of these masks. And as I said uh, earlier, all of it is being funded by the, the CARES Act. That's that big $2.2 trillion dollar uh, a piece of legislation passed by Congress and signed by the governor. It's where the it's where your stimulus money came from. The twelve hundred dollars you found in your in your mailbox and in your uh, checking account. Uh, also, I don't mean to go on a tangent here, but have you received your letter yet? Uh, my, my sister sent me uh, a photograph of the letter she received from the president. Uh, I think producer Amy she shared with me a, a letter she got. Uh, I'm going to go check the mailbox today and see if see if I've got a letter. Uh, but in conjunction with the stimulus money that you received, uh, you it turns out are also the recipient of, of a letter. Have you received yours? What do you think about that? Uh, it's pretty neat. Big old <laughs> president's signature down there on the bottom. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, would you would you share with me uh, your your letters? I'd, I'd like to see them. Some of them have been have been worded a little bit differently as different folks have shared them with me. You, know, you block out your personal information, of course, uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing your letter. Would you share that with me, please, on my Facebook page? It's Lee Lonsberry. You just go on Facebook. You'll find it. Uh, last thing I want to point out here is um, the unfortunate numbers shared with us by uh, state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. We today have learned that there have been uh, four additional uh, deaths, four deaths uh, added to the count here in the state of Utah, uh, all attributable to the coronavirus. I, uh, it breaks my heart. Absolutely. Every day I hear these numbers, it breaks my heart. And I told you in the past, uh, one of my jobs here is to keep an eye on these numbers. And I do so by uh, around one o'clock each day when the new numbers are released. I sit on the coronavirus.utah.gov website and I hit refresh, refresh, refresh. And I hold my breath 
every time I click refresh, hoping that that number on the right side in the case counts, uh, hoping that it does not rise. Well, today, unfortunately, it rose uh, by a little bit. Four. Four Utahns have lost their lives. The uh, one little bit of data associated with that is that two of those individuals uh, were residents of long-term care facilities. Uh, no more specific than that uh, was uh, Dr. Dunn, but two individuals in long-term care facilities, all four of the additional deaths reported today uh, were from folks that had underlying conditions. So that's a heartbreaking thing, and uh, let's see what uh, you and I can do to uh, slow this and stop it and return to normalcy. Uh, we had an update today from the governor. Uh, let's take that. Uh, we've got new marching orders as we get ready for Friday, this next step. Uh, why don't you and I remember that it is our discipline, our uh, adherence to this advice, uh, and our patience and perseverance that is yielding uh, these good results and allowing us to get one step closer to reopening for business. That's that. I'm going to take a break here. Uh, when I come back, my guest will be Derek Miller. He's the president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. Uh, as businesses gear up to reopen, what does that mean? It's got to be great news. We'll get the details on that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.